I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So we are nearing the end of the year. I can't believe it. And today I'm actually like revisiting a topic that I talked about years ago, but I've been thinking about it this week. And I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna podcast about that again, because I don't actually remember exactly what I said about this topic years ago. And I know if you go back in the archives, you'll find that episode, but kind of revisiting this topic. So I'm going to pose the question to you. And we'll talk about it in just a few minutes. What would your life look like if no one told you what it was supposed to look like? Hmm. If you didn't let social media dictate how your house should look, how your clothes should look, how your family should look, what you should think about different things. I mean, it's really like a big question because we think that maybe we're not influenced by what we see or read or hear, but really, what would your life look like if no one and I'm going to say not no one except God told you what it should look like. So we will dig into that in just a second. Before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered homeschool curriculum provider. We've always loved their biblical worldview in all of their curriculum. Right now you can enter to win their Baking Spirits Bright giveaway. Um, you can head over there to incorporate science into the kitchen. Um, and, you know, the kitchen is a perfect place for making memories. It's also a great place for learning at this holiday time. You can incorporate your homeschool into your baking. So if you want to learn how um, this holiday season to incorporate some science into the kitchen, go over to Apologia, download their free ebook, Baking Spirits Bright, and you'll be entered to win some homeschool curriculum, um, which is super exciting. So go over to Apologia.com and check out all that they offer. So the other thing before we get into this question that I just posed to you, I just want to say thank you guys for listening this year. We've grown this podcast once again. Um, you know, there are listeners that are true blue listeners that listen every single week. We've been gaining new listeners. As I always say, I will keep doing this until the Lord tells me not to do it. Um, this year saw some shifting in my ministry focus. I am now actually working at my church, which kind of is giving me the challenge of how to balance everything. Um, and I have kind of an announcement on that coming soon for 2023, but I don't 
don't think I'm quite ready to uh, hash out all the details yet here, but I will be letting you know about some changes in 2023 on the next episode, or you can keep your eyes out on my social media. I'll probably announce it there. Um, but I've had, um, you know, to divvy up my time a little bit and really have been simplifying uh, things this year and really simplifying my focus. Um, but the Lord has told me to keep on keeping on with simply living for Him and do what I can um, when I can and, you know, just do it all for the Lord and for that one person that is encouraged out there. And so you can support this podcast. You can support the ministry. First of all, um, you can down, um, you can donate to Simply Living for Him, um, any donation, a monthly donation, a small donation, anything helps keep the podcast on air um, and the website going and just all the things that I do. You can uh, do that at simplylivingforhim.com slash donate. Um, you can also purchase one of my books. Those, uh, you know, certainly help keep everything that I do here going. Um, I have three best-selling homeschool books, and then I have a devotional, Less Clutter and More Joy, which is for all women. And those would make great Christmas gifts. So you can head over to Amazon to find those. And then... Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is if you enjoy this podcast, you can support it by uh, being a monthly donor. Um, and that would just mean so much to me. If you um, only just want to do a one-time donation, like I said, go to simplylivingforhim.com slash donate. But if you go to anchor.fm slash simplylivingforhim, you can also support the podcast there. Um, and that just helps, you know, keep everything moving here, keeping the doors open, so to speak. As you know, I also have the Simply Living for Him online community, and um, that is free, yet, uh, you know, costs to do all these things. So any donation also goes to help keep that open if you're a part of it. All right, so let's talk about this question of... Um, what would your life look like if no one told you what it was supposed to look like? And I'll tell you the truth. This week, I kind of started thinking along those lines. You guys know I'm a thinker. I'm constantly thinking about things. <laughs> and one of the things this week that I was thinking <clears throat> was that um, I love the styles of clothes like from years ago. And, you know, there are some days I just want to wear jeans around my house. There's some days I just want to wear sweats around my house. But many days I feel like um, better when I am dressed and I, you know, style my hair and my makeup and not for vanity purpose. I just feel put together. I just feel like, um, you know, like I'm going to work. You know, my, my home is my work. And uh, sometimes I actually do now go to work for the first time in many years. But when I'm home still, I even like to just feel like, you know, I'm, I get myself in a frame of mind like that I'm here to do, um, you know, to serve and to work. And so <clears throat> I was thinking one day, though, about how much I love the styles from like the 1950s. I love those dresses. Like, I mean, did you ever watch I Love Lucy or I've been watching The Crown lately, you know, the early seasons and those take place in the 50s. And it's just like women were so put together. And I know this will probably get some backlash attitudes of like, we don't need to be, you know, all frou-frou every day. But I feel like there's something to just like, 
taking, you know, that extra care of yourself and looking like, you know, like enjoying looking um, like well put together. I mean, women in the 50s, the gloves, the shoes, the hats, right? The hats. Um, and so one day I was just thinking about that. I think I was watching The Crown probably or something. And I was just like, oh, I love their styles. And I was like thinking, but like if I went out dressed like that now, people would laugh at me. They'd stare at me. They'd be like, who does she think she is, you know, dressing like that? And it just dawned on me, like, why? Like, why do I care? Like, if I think that's a pretty style, why wouldn't I just go and wear it? I mean, some of you do out there, I'm sure. You just go with it. You do not care. I think for the majority of us, though, we can say without a doubt that even if we do it, we still think beforehand, like, well, what's everyone going to think? Um, and so I was just thinking about that and thinking, why does society dictate how I want to look? And then I w- it just kind of like, this is how I think. I started just thinking and thinking about all kinds of things. And I was like, you know, there's some days where I think dressing like um, Little House on the Prairie is you know, adorable. I love like just the fact that like, you know, Ma just stuck her hair back in a simple bun and went about her business. And she had like two dresses, one for Sunday and one for during the week. And sometimes I think, wow, like I want to dress like that. Now I know that would get a lot of looks and stares and laughs if I just started dressing like Ma on Little House on the Prairie. But, you know, for me, there's other times where I am always cold. So the winter here in New Jersey is cold and snowy right now. And even though I would love to wear like dresses every day, I'm freezing. I like physically can't do it. I must be in my jeans. So I try to wear like jeans with a nice sweater or a nice top, you know, still feeling like I'm put together. But some days I just wish I could wear jeans. Like, I mean, I wish I could wear dresses, but I'm just cold all the time. So I was thinking about that and it was just like, you know, like, why do we just, you know, I don't know, let others dictate. And so of course, this is how my mind thinks, because now that's all superficial stuff, you know. But if you think about your homeschool, or your home, what would your home look like if there was no HGTV to tell you how it should look if there was no Instagram yesterday, I posted on Instagram, in fact, um, and on face no, I think I just posted on Facebook, a post that said, you know, we are a culture that thrives on spend and this is a generalization i'm this is totally a generalization because i really this isn't meant to like offend people who do this or you know don't do this it's just a generalization on our culture i'm not pointing out any particular people but you know as a a whole we kind of glorify spending tens of thousands of dollars on a home remodel you know to keep everything you know for a while it was like the farmhouse you know chic kind of style or now i feel like it's definitely more like a modern i know is it mid-century modern or clean lines like there's always these different styles that come in and out and actually i thought about this because i saw a post that showed like what's out for 2023 and what's in and quite frankly what's out you know had a big x on it like this is out now i mean according to who but according to the experts that style is out and i thought how many people just spent like tens of thousands of dollars on a home renovation and months and months of their precious time to get their house to look like that or their kitchen remodel to look like that and now there's a big x on it saying it's out of style And it's like, you know what, when are we going to learn that 
our homes are beautiful to us and a place of functionality and a place to um, practice hospitality. And why are we investing so much in what a culture tells us is in one minute and then out of style the next? Imagine we spent that much time and money investing in our souls and others' souls. Imagine we spent that much time investing in souls and eternal things because those things don't go out of style. In fact, you know, that is a treasure we will have forever. And so it's this isn't to point out like you, if you're out there like remodeling your home or somebody had written to me and like, you know, people flip homes for a living and they make money and then they go and use that money for good. Like, th- again, I'm not pointing those people out, but it's a total generalization on, you know, a commentary on our society that our society dictates what's in and out of style. It goes with clothing, you know. How many times is something so trendy and in style and a year later it's like, oh, that was terrible. What were we ever thinking? And when are we going to learn when we're chasing the next trend that we're chasing something that is without a doubt guaranteed to be out of trend soon enough? So we're chasing after things that don't last. And so again, who tells us what is in style? What if I really like the style of a 1950s home, whether it's 1950 or 2023? What if I really love the style of an 80s home? And I don't care if it's 2023. And I know there are people out there who truly don't care and don't listen to the trends. But again, I think for most of us, because of social media, it's magnified even more. And we allow people to tell us how our homes should look. Who dictates what is in and out of style, right? And in the end, who cares? Who cares, right? Somebody wrote on my post yesterday, I think, I want to say Peru. I don't remember exactly where they were. They were in another country and they were like, we don't even have running water. Like, we're just grateful to have, you know, a home. And so in their culture, it was like, this is not even an issue, you know, what's in and out of style. And... You know, I just think about that. So, you know, what would your life look like if somebody didn't tell you how it should look? And then let's go a little deeper than that. There are, you know, uh, myriads of information these days telling us how to eat the best nutrition, the best diet. And listen, I went to school for nutrition back in the late 90s. I went to college for that. I, I never tell people that because it are, if they hear I went to school for nutrition, they're like, oh, great, then you can help me with this. You must know that. I'm like, I know nothing because it changes all the time. You would think something like so solid as a science of like, you know, nutrition, but it constantly evolves and changes. And actually what we were told when I was in college was healthy is not considered healthy anymore. When I was in college, it was like the low fat, you know, uh, and everything was then filled with sugar because to make it low fat, it needed something for flavor. And like we were told that was, you know, it was back in the food pyramid and all that. And so it's constantly changing. Now, to a degree... We do need knowledge. So I also want to talk about that. Like we do need to know because I'm not going to maybe instinctively know or maybe I would if I, I don't know, would I know how to eat properly if I never read anything on how to eat properly? Would I gravitate towards fruits and vegetables and proteins and the things that I needed? I don't know. But I think to a degree, 
we need to have knowledge about what is good for us. But I mean, isn't it so hard? Like nowadays you'll be like, okay, I read that this thing is really good for me and I'm eating it all the time and I'm eating this way. And then like, you know, months later it's found out like, no, that's not the way to eat. Eat this way. It's like constantly changing. And so, you know, I look at that and I think there has to be a degree that we know some information. Um, But when does that line get blurred? When are we just constantly being fed information that I'm telling you, it's like the Tower of Babel. We have just, I, I mean, I've been scrolling the internet too much lately because we've been home. My boys are sick this week. And so I've been home the past several days. So I am here to um, confess and repent that I have been on social media way too much the past few days. And so that's probably why I'm in this mindset where I'm just feeling like ick, right? Like it's just too much. Um, And so I'm just like thinking, you know, we have to go back to the basics of we have knowledge, we have wisdom that God has given us. And when do we, when does that line get blurred? Because, oh, like I was saying, it's like a Tower of Babel. It's like I was scrolling way too much this week and I just felt like literally heavy. Like there was just, you know, information about this news story, information about this celebrity, information about the latest trends in home, decor, style, fashion, hair, face, skincare, um, the latest, you know, uh, news, politics, world things like, and then even with, you know, just like theology and spiritual things, it's like there's this constant bombardment of like, pray this way, do this. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. We are just living in such a loud, noisy place. It's almost impossible to stay focused. And so, you know, we can also take this, you know, taking this. Okay, so we thought about like, what would your home look like? What would your clothes look like? You know, but what would your life really look like if no one, let's put that in parentheses, except God told you how it should look? What if we filled our minds with biblical truths? I believe that if we spent our time in the word as much as we spent, I mean, me, I'm talking to myself, as much as I spent scrolling yesterday, I would have been in a much better mind frame and place. I really wouldn't care so much. You know, I really feel like in the new year, I got to tune out voices. I've got to just get back to the basics. And I'll tell you, I'm going to be honest with you because I have to admit my struggle because I know that will help you guys out there. I have to be real because otherwise why bother talking on here? Um, But this week, like I said, I was spending way too much time scrolling. I was feeling like just that, I want to call it the scrolling ick. And I pulled out the books that I've been uh, reading through. I have three books right now that I'm working through and spiritual books. And I started reading them and I'm just like, why do I not choose these first? They're so edifying and uplifting and truth filled. And I get so excited when I'm reading these truths and encouraged. And as I'm reading it, I'm just like, why? Why don't I choose this first? And it's the same thing with God's word. Why don't we choose him first? His word is more exciting than anything this world has to offer. It's more trustworthy than anything this world says. It, like I said, never changes. It never goes out of style. It's leading us to a place of everlasting joy. I mean, we're, we're being pointed to eternity, to the things that matter. 
we're being sanctified and made holy, which means we're getting better and better in the process as we're being transformed. I am not being sanctified and made holy when I am scrolling internet, the internet. I am not being sanctified and made holy when I am being bombarded with messages from all over the place and I can't think straight. I'm not being sanctified and made holy when I'm trying to keep my house up with the Joneses. I'm not being sanctified and made holy when I'm worrying about my style and what everybody else is going to think of how I look. See, the enemy comes in like the slithery serpent that he is. And he's not outwardly coming at us with, you know, evil things. He's coming at us with things that, you know, make us think it's okay. Like, oh, how we should take better care of ourselves, how we should look, you know, how our home should look. Like, it's not like these outwardly evil devil with the horns things. But it draws us away from the Lord and anything that draws us away from him and draws us towards the world is from the enemy. And he wants us to try to keep up with the Joneses. So we're not keeping up with God. He wants us to be distracted by superficial looks about things. So we're not looking deep into our souls. He wants us to be distracted by false sense of, you know, gratification. Like these things are going to make me happy, how I look, how my home looks, what I'm eating, all that stuff. Because he wants to draw us away from the one thing that can provide lasting satisfaction forever. Eternity. Do you see how he does that? He takes something that looks good on the outside and skews it, right? There's nothing wrong with wanting to, like I said, you know, wanting to look nice on the outside. There is nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think it shows that we respect ourselves. You know, we get dressed, we look nice. We, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's when we, it's, it's that line that gets blurred when the intention gets skewed because then it becomes about impressing others or just fear of what others think. And the same thing with our homes. It comes from, you know, something good. If I want my home to be a place of hospitality and a place that feels nice and a place that is my haven and turns it into, I want to impress others or I have to keep up with the latest trends or, oh, I saw that thing on Instagram and my living room doesn't look like that. So now I'm going to focus on getting my living room to look like that. Like it's, see what I mean? It just, it's just like one step over the line and what a slippery slope it is. And it can be the same thing for spiritual matters. We can get so caught up in listening to every voice telling us how to read the Bible, how to study the Bible. We should journal the Bible. We should color our Bible. We should, you know, use this method of studying the Bible. We should read at this time. And even worse, I see people arguing over it like, oh, you shouldn't do it this way. You shouldn't do it that way. Or we can get into theological debates, which can be healthy to a degree. And then there's also that time where that line gets crossed and it just turns into backbiting. It just turns into arguing. It just turns into conflict and controversy. Again, the enemy takes something that is good and quickly turns it against ourselves. And so 
there may be things out there that you're listening to about how to study the Bible. And those, I mean, I'm hoping that this podcast would be included in something that's edifying and encouraging. And as I always say, if it's not, and if in any way, shape or form, it draws you away from the Lord, please unsubscribe, turn it off and never listen again. I never want to add clutter or negativity to your life. If this podcast isn't accomplishing its mission of pointing people to Jesus, then may the Lord take it down. And I mean that. Because even myself as a blogger, podcaster, um, I don't want to say influencer, I hate that word, (laughs) but somebody who has a somewhat little platform out there um, in the internet world, If I am ever causing any negativity or any uh, feelings in you that are turning you away from the Lord, then please just don't ever read anything I write again or listen to anything I say again. We have to be very discerning with what we choose out there, even like I said, with um, spiritual matters, because we can get so busy listening to other people tell us what our relationship with God should look like that we're not really having a true intimate time with the Lord ourselves. That was me for a long time, especially as an early Christian, as an early homeschooling mother. I was constantly, um, you know, just like taking it all in. I was thirsty, but I was filling it with the wrong things. Rather than just going to the word, I was, you know, I was thirsty for spiritual matters. I was thirsty but I was quenching my thirst. It was like quenching my thirst with something, you know, like when you're so thirsty and you have like uh, a slushy and it's so cold that you can't really drink it. It gives you a brain freeze. It's like that, you know, it's like, it's not, it's, it's going to give you some satisfaction, but it's not quite the same as just good old fashioned water, the living water. That's really what quenches us. And so there's a time for sure because I certainly don't know everything. So I do like to read commentaries and sermons and certain um, bloggers and, you know, people that always point me to Christ. But there's a time where we need to just like sit with the Lord. I mean, there's not a time. That is what we should always do first. The other things are secondary. They may come in and help us a little bit more. I mean, there's times where I'm reading something in the Bible and I'm stumped and I need a little help. And I appreciate commentaries and concordances and all those things, of course. But there was also a time in my life where I was reading those things more than just the word itself. Because we have to trust that the one who wrote it will teach us. We have to trust that, you know, the one who wrote it will reveal to us even if we are on a deserted island without any iPhones and commentaries and anything, we have to trust that the Holy Spirit is going to move in our lives without all those extra things because that is where the power is. There isn't even as good and wonderful as um, certain uh, resources out there are. They don't have the power of the word of God, of God himself, of the Holy Spirit. They don't have living and active power in them. So we go to our power source first, and then we go to those other things later. Again, I feel like if we were spending as much time as we should with the Lord, then we're able to like, you know, if we're on the internet, we're not getting sucked in. 
we're able to discern. In fact, when I'm spending time with him, I don't desire to go scroll the internet. And when I do, I'm not there for long. I don't get sucked in. But I was just thinking this week about that question, you know, what would my life look like on every different level, outwardly, inwardly, if no one told me? Like, if you only listened to God, which is how it's supposed to be, because when you're in his word and you're only listening to him, then that is going to uh, change the way that you think. And it's going to help you to discern things. It's going to help you make decisions. And it outflows into your attitudes, your actions, your behaviors. Maybe you'll see me start wearing a 1950s dress just because, because I really don't care. Because I'm following the Lord and not the trends of this world. Maybe you'll see me show up somewhere <laughs> at a speaking event in a little house on the prairie dress. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm just picturing what a sight that would be. I'd be made fun of all over the internet. But like, why? Why? Why do we let society determine what we like? Why do we let society determine what we think is beautiful or, you know, comfortable for us to wear? I don't know. I'm telling you, I don't think I'm comfortable in my own skin enough to just like go completely against the trends. But I know that if I'm following the Lord wholeheartedly, like those things are going to be so secondary. Like I'm not going to care. I don't know. It's like a little challenge I want to put out there for 2023. Could you really just listen to his voice? Could you let him influence you more than any other influence out there? And I mean, our culture, we don't even realize how much, like literally our moment-to-moment choices are influenced by the culture. How we live, what we eat, what we drink, what we buy, what we wear, what we do for Christmas, the Christmas decor, like all of it is so influenced by everything else. Like what would happen if we, you know, and I thought about this, like if I just, I don't want to say turned it off and like didn't read anything online because there are certain things that are edifying for me or I do get encouragement from or I do enjoy and I don't want to be like, I never want to be that all or nothing. Like I can't scroll the internet. I can't use my phone. I can't, you know, I have to fast forever from it because because in the end it's self-control and self-control is a fruit of the spirit. And if I'm lacking self-control, that's a deeper issue than like, it's easy to just say, I'm not going to go on the phone for a week, but what's going to happen? And we're going to pick it right back up again. It's more of an issue of, okay, are you spending time with the spirit? Because when you do, you will exhibit the fruits of the spirit. And one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. So you will have the ability to go online and not get sucked in. You will have the ability to go online and not think that you need to look like everybody you see online. You will have the ability to go online and turn it off after a reasonable amount of time, right? You will not be getting influenced because you are having self-control. So you can easily deal with that symptom of, of, you know, if something that, like I said, if you're just feeling like you're doing it all the time, you can easily just say, I'm not going to do this. Because that's what I thought to myself. Like, I'm just going to like not over Christmas break, not go online at all. But then I'm like, no, I'm going to spend more time with the Lord and let it naturally affect me and my self-control. I'm going to let it naturally pour out of me that I'm not going to be so influenced. I'm going to let him 
sanctify me and make me holy so I don't choose to be influenced by everything else out there. The more I spend time with him, the more I'm going to want to spend more time with him, the more I'm going to realize that he offers me that living water that quenches my thirst. And the other things out there may quench my thirst a little bit, but then I just get thirsty again because they are not the living water. So I'm going to challenge you over this Christmas break. I may squeeze one more episode in before Christmas. I'm not sure yet. Um, But in case I don't, I want to challenge you today. Over this time, give yourself the gift that you is is going to be the best gift you will ever get. Start spending time with him. Let him transform the way you think. Pray and ask the Lord and his spirit to take over. And ask him, say, Lord, I want to listen to you more than anyone else. What would my life look like if everyone didn't tell it how it should look. Before I end, I also just wanted to address the homeschooling thing because I know that question um, was would, be, would have been huge when my kids were younger. What would my life look like, my homeschooling life look like if no one told it, me how it should look? And I believe a lot of mistakes I made were because I was constantly trying to copy everybody else out there and how it looked. And I just, I'm real and transparent with you guys, right? I confess of that and I repent of that. There were times where I just thought I needed to duplicate what everybody else was doing out there and I wasn't listening to the Lord. Again, there's a lot of good information out there. I'm not saying that we don't allow voices into our lives and that we don't gather information and knowledge. But... If we don't approach it being filled up on God's word, again, that slithery serpent gets in there and takes us and skews it, right? If I had been filled up more with him, I would have been able to discern, okay, well, this is for us and this isn't, rather than just constantly feeling defeated and constantly trying to do what everybody else was doing and realize, and you know, not realizing that, you know, God isn't calling my family to look like that right now. God isn't calling my family to maybe use that curriculum right now. Being confident in Christ leaves no room for insecurity. A lot of times we become very insecure because we're listening to everybody else. And that insecurity often leads us to make wrong decisions and to put our faith in the wrong things. But when we have confidence in Christ because we've been with him and we know how great he is and we're reading his word and we're filled up on the truth, there's no room for insecurity. So what would your life, your home, your fashion, your family, your vacations, your homeschool, your spiritual life, all of it, what would it look like if no one told you how it should look except God? I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear if you take this challenge. I want to hear if um, this is something that you feel affects you. I want to hear your answers about what your life would look like if no one told you how it should look. And then watch out. You might see me in some crazy outfits someday. 
(laughs) Who knows? But it's a really important question to ask yourself today. So I want to hear from you. You can always leave me a voicemail at anchor.fm slash simplylivingforhim. You can email me. You can direct message me on Instagram or Facebook. And again, if you have been blessed by the Simply Living For Him ministry in any way, if you have been blessed by this podcast, um, or any of the things that I do, I'd love to um, be included, if you could, in a small gift this year at simplylivingforhim.com slash donate. That literally just helps keep uh, the podcast on the air, the community going, the website up, all the things that um, need to get done. And hopefully in 2023, we will continue to thrive and uh, grow here at Simply Living for Him. I thank you all for listening so much, you know, and again, when I ask for like a donation or a gift of um, anything It's uncomfortable. I don't want you to think because I think you guys know by now that money is never my motivating factor. It never will be for this ministry or for how I live my life. Um, But there are always practical things to keep the door open. Uh, And also we will not have a sponsor next year for the podcast. So that makes a huge difference. So I'm kind of just trying to make up for that. So I just wanted to be honest with you guys about that. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you're having a beautiful Christmas season as you focus on Jesus. And I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.